Hello, 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 bold ones. <laughs> Today is episode number seven of Act Bold. I am almost to the double digits, super excited about that. And I'm also super excited about my next guest. Her name is Elisa Arsenault, and she is the founder of The Global Actor. And what we're going to learn about today is how to create a second income stream, of course, using your acting skills, by narrating audiobooks from anywhere in the world, no matter what language you speak. But if you speak any one of this world's uh, major languages, you are sure to know that there are audiobooks in your language, and those audiobooks need narrators. So if you like videos like this, like how to earn some money as an actor, how to maybe put your skills to use um, outside of the normal ways beyond film and television and theater, then let me know down in the comments and make sure and like and subscribe to this. As you know, I really concentrate on the expat actor, and what I'm most excited about with this interview is I, I do believe that the audiobook scene is truly something that you can do from anywhere in the world. So whether you are an American actor living in Germany like me, or you're an Australian actor living in Barcelona, it doesn't really matter. Um, or whether you're on vacation on a beach in Thailand, as long as you have an internet connection, and a nice um, quiet room to record, you should be good to go. So without any further ado, let's get to it. Elise, how are you doing today, first of all? I'm so good, thank you. Yeah, I'm good. back from a weekend watching friends and shows and recharging, so yeah. Really oh, how nice. Were you in, in New York? I know you're on the East yeah. Coast, right? Yeah, nice, yeah, nice. It was a weekend in New York, catching up with friends and Going to see a friend at the Met, seeing a friend on Broadway, <sighs> visiting, just like recharging. And yes. Yeah, New York used to be a city that would zap my energy, and now it's a place that recharges me because of kind of my relationship to it. Yeah, yeah. I love New York. Of course, it's you, you have to come with a bag full of money, but that's a whole other story. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> Very true. So tell me, tell us a little bit about what you do and how you came to be a coach for the global actor or how you developed your business the global actor i know that's your signature course but you also have a couple of other things so yeah let's get into it yeah absolutely um so i've been an actor my whole life and and professionally um since college and so for me let me see a little bit about me for folks who don't know me. I worked, um, I'm stage actor, voiceover actor, some on camera work in film and TV. And um, in about 2016, I was working consistently as a regional theater actor um, and doing some voiceover. And I was in a place where I was also coaching, specifically at the time I was doing a lot of puppet coaching. I had oh, wow. Yeah, I had done a few productions of Avenue Q. And I'm the kind of person that whenever I learn a new skill, I want to teach it and share yeah. it with other people. Yeah. So as soon as I did my first production of Avenue Q in 2012, I just started being involved as a puppet coach and helping people with their productions. Um, and then 2016... I wait, wait, wait. I have to stop yes. you there. I'm sorry. Please. What is involved in being a puppet coach? That is just too fascinating. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, well, specifically hand and rod puppets. So Avenue Q uses like like Sesame Street puppets. Mm -hmm. So like the hand in and then the rod to express. And then some of the puppets were also like two-hander puppets. So you need two people to operate those. Like Cookie Monster. Wow. Trekkie Monster in Avenue okay. Q. Yeah. And the role I played in Avenue Q, the track I played was um, uh, Bad Idea Bear, Mrs. T, and basically this this track of, of that puppeteer just covers almost every puppet in the show. They're switching off, and sometimes you're just puppeteering while other actors are voicing the puppet. Sometimes I was voicing the puppet. As well. So what are you coaching? You're coaching the voice or you're coaching the movement or both? or So most actors who come to Avenue Q have not puppeteered before mm. uh, when it's being done in regional theaters. So yeah, I would come in and help with the actual puppetry, like really embodying making the, the puppet come to life so wow. that it was as full of a performance as the human who was voicing it. Oh, I love that. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. super interesting. 
So that I'm sorry, I interrupted you. So no, it's you were okay. <laughs> yeah. So so basically, in 2016, it was I say like that's an anchor year for me because I had been performing regionally. I was equity, and I had really reached whatever I thought the dream was, and it just looked different than I thought it was going to look. So I was I was seeking more. Um, yeah. And what I noticed about this production of, um, of Avenue Q was I was performing in it and I was puppet coaching at the same time. And both really all of me was being used, the teacher in me, the performer in me, the artistic creative side, and also the performer who's like really cool being directed as well. And so there was, um, it was a turning point for me because the next show I did, I was just, um, like wife number five in company (laughs) and I was just like a cog in the wheel. No offense to that, but for me, it just didn't feel as full as the previous contract. And so, um, I just started realizing, oh, I love to be on the artistic side. I love to be helping people reach their highest potential as artists. And so it became clear that I needed to do both, like be acting and be coaching, which was something I had said no to for a very long time because my family is educators. So I come Um, from a family of educators who like, I know it's in me, but I thought I could only do one thing. I thought I had to be an actor and I couldn't be a coach. And I think I think there's like a, a misconception that people who become coaches are people who can't act as well or mm-hmm. are not. And I, I disagree with that. And I, in yeah. fact, the more I leaned into my coach side, the better I became as a performer. And then um, around that time, I had also started narrating audiobooks, and that became a really powerful way to perform, where I got to use every aspect of my. Um, of my artistry really. And I, I directed myself like most of my projects, um, were self-directed. And so um, you do them from home for the most part. Yeah. Well, when I was starting, they were in studio. So my first, the first publisher I worked with was Tantor. Um, so that was based in Connecticut. So I would say the first 40 or 50 books I did was in studio. Um, and then yes, since then it's been mostly home studio and it's just been a really great avenue so again like with the puppeteering as i learned audiobooks i was like oh i need every actor to know audiobook narration is such a cool thing you can be doing to just be acting all the time and there's so much of this work available there's really an abundance of this work and so um as the pandemic happened i had a i already had this way I was teaching actors to become audiobook narrators. So yeah, my signature course is called The Great Audiobook Adventure, and I really help actors translate the craft of acting into audiobook narration craft, help everyone build their home studios. My partner, um, Justin Mara, is a really talented engineer and also teacher, and so he helps people through the course build their home studios, no matter where you live, no matter what Amazing. your budget. Yeah. Yeah, and then to get and then I also teach um the business of audiobooks and really who you need to know, how to craft your marketing materials. And so it's really a comprehensive A to Z of getting going and building a solid in- income stream as an actor. Yeah, absolutely. That was it was something that I did a ton of when I first <clears throat> excuse me, when I first moved to Germany. Um probably I still do voiceover overwork but but I was doing literally like sometimes four or five things a day I mean it was crazy for a while yeah and I also did a lot of audiobooks but only ever studio work I had no I mean I I have no idea and I have no idea how I would go about getting that work so I think it's super fascinating especially for I mean obviously it's fascinating for an actor no matter where in the world you are even if you're based in New York or LA where yeah. you know there's an abundance of work it's still nice to be able to just pull up to your studio your home studio yeah. roll up there in your pajamas it's and true. make your rent <laughs> honestly yes i told and and it's such a such a relief no to have that stress sure which frees you up to then be able to do good work and and not come to auditions in a state of desperation like i need absolutely. this absolutely yeah. i'm so glad you're you're touching all on all everything you just said yes. i'm like yes 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 and yes. yes i think yes like my um my free class that i share with folks is called narrate your way to abundance because i really do believe when you're when you're working as an audiobook narrator you're 
you're using not only are you using all of the acting tools that you have like getting to play up to 40 or 50 or sometimes 100 characters in a book um but like you said there if you have projects lined up in audiobooks it's like so much easier to show up for my on-camera auditions for my stage auditions um for other voiceover auditions because I am not desperate. I know I have some work ahead and I know I have relationships that I can call on. If I do have an opening in my schedule, I have some clients I could say, hey, this is coming up in a couple months. Think of me for projects. And usually that they do, my project board does get filled up um, consistently. Yeah. That's excellent. But I think that's probably the, the main thing, no, is just knowing that your all of your expenses are paid is such a that's such a, a stress for I think ninety five percent of most actors, you know, like yeah. how am I gonna make rent? Absolutely. And, and so just to have that gone, you know, it's like dating. Nobody wants somebody who's needy coming mm -hmm. showing up to the date, right? You don't want some thirsty person on a date. You know? It is so true. Yeah. yeah. So and you don't want that in an in an actor either. And you don't want to be that actor right. that is is coming from a place of need as opposed to a place of giving. Like, I have this to give to you, and mm -hmm. let me show you what I can give you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know how many things you can talk about and as far as, you know, yeah, the business side of it. Yeah. Well, what are, what are some tips you could give people to get started? Absolutely. Um, what I would say is... Um, treat audiobook narration with the same respect you would treat any other aspect of your acting career. And so the first thing I want you to do is to start getting familiar with the medium. So start listening to audiobooks um, of different genres. Listen to, con I would say listen to contemporary audiobooks. So things from the past five years, because the craft has been shifting. It's kind of like if you are listening to or watching commercials from like 10 to 20 years ago, they sound and look so different than the commercials for today. Yeah. So the same thing with audiobooks. I would listen to audiobooks from the past five years and just start taking them in and notice what you like, like develop your taste, develop um, your ear, Have get an understanding of what are some voices that might sound like yours? What are some voices that are different than yours? Uh, what are the genres where you feel drawn to? Like, what are the stories? You're, that, think about what you like to read and what are you drawn to? Then start to think about what your life experience is and how it may be setting you up to narrate certain books. Like there are a lot of teachers that I know who are like elementary school teachers and they love to get started with children's books. Oh, and yeah. that's great. And there are, and with everything, there's so much out there. It's great to just determine what genres might be good for you and also be open to what other people think of you for. So it's kind of like, I, I would just say do a deep dive into listening and then start playing around with reading out loud and see how you like it. And, um, you know, I think a lot of people read to their kids or read, you know, have read out loud before, um, but try reading out loud by yourself for like 15 to 20 minutes and imagine someone, imagine who you're reading to and maybe make it different people so that you can be like, okay, what would it be like if this story I read it to my grandmother, or now I'm I'm reading it to my best friend. How does that shift the way that you are delivering the story? And um, yeah, so those are I would say like listening and actually starting to read out loud are two of the best ways to determine if it's something you would actually enjoy doing. Mm -hmm. um, because I will I will be honest, it's not for everyone. I think it's for more people than you think. Like if you're if, if you're an actor and you love this work and you would like an opportunity to just act more, this is great. It's such an awesome channel for creativity and for, and for being seen also and heard because what's great is, um, I think the most recent statistic I heard is like maybe 44% maybe of Americans have listened to an audiobook before. So For it's sure. not, like, it's, yeah. it's a growing medium. It's one of the fastest growing mediums right now um, in the entertainment industry. And that's not gonna slow down anytime soon. Mm -hmm. um, so I think there's just more and more 
Um, and if you think that maybe more and more actors are involved in this, I will promise you it's not. It's some, some people are saying it's an oversaturated market right now, but I will say it's not, especially compared to the um, on-camera work or the other voiceover work. When it comes to audiobooks, the way I teach uh, getting involved in this work is through building direct relationships with the publishers. Oh. So you're your own agent, you're your own manager, and oftentimes it's not an open call for auditions. In most cases, you're either getting a direct audition and you might be one of five to 20 people auditioning, or you might get a direct offers. So mm -hmm. I would say a good majority of the work, I've narrated over 160 audiobooks now, and wow. most of them have been direct offers. Okay. Yeah. So that, alone I, that, that alone is amazing. And yeah, I'm, I'm interested. Yeah, that's amazing. I'm also interested in, in Europe, it works a lot like that through the studios. You get a lot of direct offers. Um, although, as I say, you know, I've never, never even tried, never even occurred to me to try and get a, a job from a publishing house, but I think it's brilliant. Um, and it really does, you know, put you more in control, which is something I like as well. That's, yeah. you know, it's like one of the things I'm always preaching. Take control, yeah, people. Yeah. <laughs> I know. know there's a lot we can control. So it's like everything yeah. we can't control, let's do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that is the great audiobook adventure. And mm -hmm. you have another course as well. If I'm uh, not the mistaken. The Great Audiobook Adventure is my signature course. Um, okay. I also have a membership um, called Momentum Club for folks who are alumni of that course. And um, also for folks who are just really interested in getting consistent accountability, um, really treating their career as a business and being the CEO of your business. So that's kind of what we handle inside Momentum Club. Yeah, yeah. that sounds good. And... So with, with a great audiobook adventure, how long would it take for someone to go from, say, not having anything in their home to being ready to be up, you know, starting work? Yeah, absolutely. It, it depends. Uh, it greatly depends on the person. Because some folks are like, ready for it. Here we go. I've got five to 10 hours a week to, to really commit to this. Other folks will join and, and will just this will be just something of interest to them. But if you are really motivated, um, my course is, uh, has a six months of support with coaching with me and Justin. So getting coaching from me on your craft and business and Justin on the tech side. Um, so it's possible for you to have worked on your craft, build your home studio, and get going building relationships and getting referrals for publishers. That's another great part of our courses that as a bonus, we have a community of um, almost 700 working actors, um, many who are narrating a lot. And we actually all depend on community to refer um, each other to publishers. So that's another great thing is just like having the built in community of positive minded folks who celebrate. So if you plug into the community, the community will be there for you. Yes. Um, so, so yeah, it could be as quickly as six months. It could be as long as however long it takes you, which is, you know, that's different for everyone. It might take a couple years. It's, it's, I, I really can't say because everyone comes with their own motivation. And what I do promise in the course is that you're going to have challenges and you're going to have to lean in to the challenges and what i see what i've consistently seen with uh with our work inside the great audiobook adventure is that actors who have been at this in new york and la specifically la a lot of our clients have been in the industry for 20 or 30 years and for the first time ever they're making a really consistent income mm. and they they finally get the business because the business that we teach um, you know, really advocating for yourself, really, really talking about who you are as a person and clarifying your identity and what you want to share about that and creating marketing materials that really match that then makes it easier for them to talk about that with their agents, like when they are pursuing on camera work as well, mm -hmm. or even, or even starting creative entities, like maybe building your social media following and becoming influencers or starting mm -hmm. a side business. 
I think coming into ownership and understanding that and getting to experience some success as an audiobook narrator, then again, it's like creating that abundance that can then translate and yeah. they can bring to the rest of their career. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's truly, it's learning your voice, literally. Mm -hmm. Like learning, you know, not only your actual voice, but your voice as a human being, who you are, what you want to say, how you want to be seen yes. in the world. Yes, exactly. And I'm a big, big advocate for saying no to things that are not right for you. And that's partly how you define yes, your voice. Yes, me too. It's like yeah. the projects you say yes to defines your voice. So if you're just saying yes to everything, you're not clarifying who you are. And I get it. A lot of actors do that for a long time. I did that for a long time. I did too. Yeah. yeah. Like my first I think years. almost everybody does when they start out. Yeah. yeah. And I get why. And there's, there's nothing wrong with that. But I think th for me, there came a time where it's like, it was really good to start saying no. And today I'm a track. I, I literally feel the projects I'm, I'm wanting are coming to me and it's not like just it's not just magic i do think there's some beautiful magic in the universe but it's really been practically saying what i want and saying no to the things i didn't want and so then i just get to craft this beautiful portfolio which is in combination with the decision makers out there in, yes. in you know it, it's not just me but um i think there's but you more. have to Put yourself out there. You have to let people know who you are and what you stand for, what your values are, what you have to offer. Mm -hmm. And I think as actors, we're sort of so many times, I don't want to say taught, but, but in a way we learn to think of ourselves as small, not the decision makers. You know, we're lucky to have this job. I'm blessed. I'm this, I'm that. And yes, you are. You're blessed to have the job. That's true. But they're also lucky to have you, this, you know? This is so true. Yeah. And I think it comes from the systems that we've come up in, right? I mean, mm -hmm. um, I don't know how far we need to get, get into talking about the patriarchy, <laughs> but, but it's, it's part of it. I'm I mean, down. When I, when, I, when I think about coming up in theater, like the... They're, they have been misogynistic structures yeah. that, that have kept everyone small. And like, yes. just take the note, just take the note. Don't ask why, like, don't yes. ask a question. Don't be a questioning actor. Yes. So it's like, on the one hand, we need to be creative, but only in a certain way. <laughs> yes. It's very, I think that the systems um, in certain institutions have kept us that way. So it's not just it's not by accident that we all have kind of experienced this thing, but I think we're in a beautiful um, new awakening of artistry today. And I think creativity is the thing that's going to keep change, keep evolve, evolving us as a culture. And I think Absolutely. a lot of folks are talking about AI now, and there's a lot of fear around AI, but I will just say, as long as we keep being creative humans, we're going to be able to use that for good. And, we're going to keep evolving for good. And I think as artists, we just need to continue feeding ourselves and feeding ourselves like the insp inspiring things and yeah, continue to yeah, hear our voice and share. Absolutely. And besides AI will never have the emotionality of a human being. Yeah, oh, absolutely. We need, so we're not going away as performers. Don't worry. Like AI is not going to take over. I think that fear, because there's actually a lot of fear about this in the audiobook community yeah. right now. And what I'm noticing is the folks whose jobs are going to be replaced are the people who are not fully living and not fully making choices. Like the AI books are going to be for folks who are putting on masks and like putting on like a very smooth voice or da da. And it's like monotone. It's like, oh, AI can already do that. Right. So who are you? What's your perspective? Yeah. Um, owning your authenticity, that's not going to be replaced. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I totally agree. And I mean, I know even actors have, I've had this discussion with actors. They're like, you know, because they can animate gorgeous human beings that they created yeah. through AI and all that. But I mean, I, I believe, and maybe it's just me being blue eyed and optimistic, but I do believe that we're going to reach a turning point where we're not going to, we're going to be bored by perfectionism. We're going to be bored by everything being, you know, just sort of we one look. I mean, we already are. If you think about it, I'm, I'm thinking about commercials. I remember, like, just I can just see the progression in my voiceover commercial career since I started in, like, I don't know, like the mid 
20 around 2014 2015 just hearing things go from announcer to conversational that's like conversational that's that's just human that's just us being messy yeah so and that continues to I think we're gonna and it's charming it's, it's humanity absolutely yeah it's humanity yeah. like perfection yeah. is not yeah that's not I mean a, you hear again and again that storytelling is the way to connect right storytelling is for for everybody who's not even has nothing to do with the film industry with the audiobook industry it's still about story story storytelling <laughs> still doctors are trying to get clients by telling a story about uh, a patient that they had or Salespeople are making sales by telling a story about a product or, or an experience right. or whatever it is. And, and that's not going anywhere. People that's want right. to connect. Yeah. Yes. And as artists, I mean, also think outside the box. If you're ever feeling that fear, yeah, explore audiobook narration. There's so much there. But I'm also thinking of the other acting jobs I've had in my life that are contributing to society. Like I, I was a standardized patient for many years and like that was a great opportunity to use my acting to help doctors and nurses become better at relating with other humans. Oh, interesting. I've never even yeah. heard of that as a job. That's it's that's really amazing. Great. Yeah. It's really great. It was so fun. I I started doing that um at George Washington University in um DC, then I did it at Cornell in uh, New York and then at Brown University in Providence. And now it's really in, I think almost every med school has a standardized patient program now. And it's like, it's just a great translation of our acting skills. Like basically you, t you take on, um, they'll give you a case and you will be this person. And in most cases it's improvisation. So they'll say, you're this age and here's, the situation, here are the symptoms that you're having, and here's a little bit of backstory that you need to share when they ask you about it. Um, and then, so you go through this improv session with this the med student, and afterwards, you give feedback on how it felt. And That's so, amazing, I love that. It's basically, it's just role playing, really. It is, it is yeah. and it's talking yeah. about it. And so as, as artists, we've been cultivating our humanity our whole life. And yeah. so it's, there's, I just have so much hope for the role we, we're going to get to continue to play as artists. And like, I think we should all be open to it continuing to evolve and shift. And Absolutely. right now, audiobook narration is like my way that I'm like, yep, there's just so much here. Let's just like sink our teeth into this one for a while. Yeah. Yeah. How long have you been doing this? Uh, since 2015. Ah, okay. So it's not yeah. that old for you i mean it's not it's a, yeah I, I in the grand scheme about, of things about eight years yeah mm -hmm, mm -hmm. probably the longest i've done anything because i no just kidding i've been i've been performing and been on stage but for me i definitely right. feel like there are different chapters in my life yeah um and so but yeah this one this one is gonna be it's a great one it's a great one to have and i i believe it's good for actors to have multiple income streams. So like, as you get Absolutely. going with this, like, you know, it put some money aside, build an emergency savings account, because you know, we can't count on it all the time. So as an audiobook narrator, I, I help people set up a system for them to bring in consistent projects, but some months that might look like bringing in 5,000, another month might be 2,000, another month might be 7,000. And so you do need to really put on your business hat and get strategic of how you're going to manage that flow. Yeah. Um, and what kind of turnaround time is expected of you? Say, say a 250-page book. A good question. It depends on who you're working with. Um, so I'm I'm directing folks to work with publishers. There are also independent exchanges out there where you can just direct connect directly with authors. Um, so when you're correct, connecting directly with authors, typically those are longer timelines. With publishers and producers, that can also depend. I, um, Does one pay better than the other? I think publishers consistently pay better, pay better. which is why okay. my whole course yeah. is set up for that. Yeah, because yeah, I don't want you wasting your time trying to figure out the wild west of the exchanges, which is, it's, there's really not a lot of regulation there. Um, 250 page book, I'm, I can give you like some examples because it's, we actually do word count instead of 250 page yes. book. 
And then you get paid per finished hour. Mm -hmm. So I'll just give you an example. This book here I did, um, it's, this is a four hour romance and probably, I don't know how many pages this was, but it was four hours. So might've been somewhere between a hundred and 200 pages, but that depends on the font and everything. Um, but this took me a couple days to prep and then a couple days to record in studio. And at the time, that was my first audiobook gig ever. And oh, wow. I was performing on stage under an equity contract. And I got paid in one day what I would get paid in a whole week under an equity mm-hmm. contract. So mm-hmm. that was the game changer for me, even though I loved being on stage. So I did both for a while. And I, yeah. I'm sure I will get back to doing both again. Um, but it just, for a while, I was just like, it just feels good to get paid for my work and to get paid for my training. Sure. And to actually um, have Be making a living from doing what you learned. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I was able to help my husband, like, leave a job that he didn't love through this work. And so if that's something, you know, I think that's, if you're creative and you're enjoying your work and you, you have a partner who isn't loving it and you can have that um, ability, I think that's it's, it's one of the coolest things that's coolest thing that's happened um, in my artistic life and very different than what people told me being an actor was going to be like this starving mindset like that's not it doesn't have to be that way yeah yeah no I totally agree as well so if you were do you know if it varies from market to market I mean I don't don't know how much you know about different markets but I do know that like even like from the UK to America, they'll even do a different book cover. So I'm assuming they also yeah. do a different narration, I w- right? I would say, yeah, I would say depending on where you're at, um, I, I think that the per, per finished hour is pretty typical. I don't know if, I don't know, depending on where the listener or viewer is, the first thing I would do is just start researching audiobooks in your country and start looking um, into publishers. Uh, if there is an audible in your yes. area. Yeah. yeah. You, what you can start doing is you can click on a title and you can scroll down and see who the publisher was. Mm. Okay. So by the copyright, you'll see the publisher's name mm-hmm. and you can start brainstorming a list of who are the publishers in your country and start, you know, educating yourself. And as you build the materials, you know, putting, putting yourself out there. And if you want some guidance on that, I have a free class called Narrate Your Way to Abundance, and I can share that link with you. Yeah, that'd be um, great. For any, yeah, for anyone who's listening uh, to check out. And it just is going to give you three tools that I think you definitely need to get going with this work to start working with publishers directly right away. I don't think you need to spend years working on independent exchanges trying to figure out what jobs are real, which ones are fraud, because there are a lot of fraud ones. Really? What, yeah. Why? What is the. What is the point of that? Probably okay. a scam to make money. Oh, I don't wow. know. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> which, is dangerous why world. which is why I don't yeah. go there. Yeah. 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 There's yeah. a lot out there and there's a lot of scamming of artists. Um, yeah. I don't know. Okay. Okay. So I've noticed that you've mentioned the word abundance quite a lot. So yeah. let's talk about that. Sure. I have a theory on abundance and I'm, I'm, quite sure you have a theory on that as well (laughs) and I believe that the more the more you give the more you get so I don't I don't believe in withholding information I don't believe in withholding castings you know uh, auditions all of it the first thing I do when I get cast in something is say what what other roles are open you know because I just you know, it doesn't always come back to me, but I, it doesn't even matter. It doesn't, it's just yeah. how I work. I it's agree. just, yeah. I think, yeah, I believe you cannot miss what's meant for you. So um, by yes. sharing information, that's not going to keep you down. Like, we all need each other. We are all connected. We are all, like, us as a species, is we are social. And so by closing ourselves off and saying, oh, I can't tell you about this thing, like, that's, you're closing off a flow of potential relationships and potential giving and receiving. And something we've been practicing in, in my community a lot, we actually have a clubhouse room, which I can also share a link to Um, on clubhouse once a month at the, the first Friday of every month in our community, we do a celebration and intention setting room where we celebrate ourselves. What went well in the past month? 
and what are we intending for the month ahead and just being that intentional celebrating ourselves is not again not something that that we've all come up with or sometimes there's been a fear of like oh if i say this people are going to think i'm this way or i'm conceited or whatever that is such a construct of keeping us down and low and why should only some people get to experience yes um abundance in this world like that just doesn't make sense um, but we could talk about why through history those things were said to people to keep us down. But yeah. I, I, we don't need to do that. Any, you know, we don't need to be a part of that. Um, so I found that us celebrating and being in this culture of celebration, we're starting to normalize that. And when we get to like say every day, and it becomes a muscle you work on, like what's going well in my life today and naming three things that are going well it's going to help you talk about yourself because you got to talk about yourself as a business person. It's going to make your writing of your bio a lot easier. It's going to make you cultivating your marketing materials a whole lot easier because you now are recognizing things to be true about yourself. That the, one of the biggest things that I get with actors I'm working with for the first time is like, I don't want to talk about myself. I don't want to put myself on social media. I, I feel bad about that. It's like, oh, okay. There's usually, it's, it's a deep thing. And yeah. it's not going to happen instantly us shifting that, but it's very important that we do. Yes. Because when we shine, we inspire other people by shining. Yeah. Um, well, I think it's the way you do it, right? I mean, some sure. people are very much kind of like, look at me, look at me in my bikini and my whatever it is. And that's, I think there is, I think that there's even a way to do that. But okay. I heard a phrase, uh, an acronym actually, HOPE help one person every day. And I don't know if you've heard that before, no. but it changed the way I post online. Awesome. So if I'm not, because I was also one of those people that's like, I don't want to seem like I'm bragging all the time, right? Maybe it's my generation. Well, I, I don't know what well, it is. I will say like, I think both can be true though. If someone wants to post the picture of themselves in a bikini, I bet that person is still inspiring someone. And if you want to do it through service, I think that's good too. I think both. I think, I think both are good. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, you know, it's funny because I, I do a lot of interviews with casting directors, and here in Europe, at any rate, mm -hmm. they're mostly women and middle-aged women, yeah. right? And almost all of them seem to bring that up. Oh, like, really? you know, okay. yes, it's like, who are they posting for, and why are they posting this, and this and that, and it's just. I think it's interesting. I hear them, you know. Yeah. And it, it, I guess it's also what are you selling? I think it depends on what you're selling. That's it. I think yeah. people who are yeah. and and it depends on why you're on social media. If you're an influencer versus you're just building a social media following yeah. for your acting career. And what's so cool is so many so many actors have been able to build their acting careers via being an influencer. I don't yeah. know if you um, follow Caitlin Kelly. Uh, I think it's Caitlin Kelly. She's awesome. She's a she's a great example. Right of, just using your voice and putting some in, in creating content and eventually for her it attracted just by her consistently putting out content through the pandemic she had people reach out and they were like oh do you want representation to be an actor have you ever thought about being an actor and she's like no I've, I've always been an actor and now she's <laughs> you just noticed me she, yeah exactly, exactly. yeah, yeah. So I think it's yeah. about I think it's about um this the sense of abundance is learning to love yourself i think like i i think mm. for so many of us can if we're trying to fit in a box i've been thinking about this a lot lately all of the boxes that i had to fit into as i was coming up in theater when i'm looking at the casting breakdown and the kinds of characters that kept showing up and there's not there was not a wide range of characters all the time so you start seeing like oh this is the type i'm like so let me make sure i'm fitting into this box neatly but i think what's beautiful that's opening up now and again i'm seeing audiobooks be a great opportunity for is like embracing all of you getting to play with all of your flavors getting to play with like your shadow a lot like learning what your shadow is and how how that's a part of you and how that can be something to embrace at times. Mm, um, mm. So I think it connects to, I think it's like you're saying, it's like learning who you are and then, um, yeah, figuring out how to how to make it work for your career. And, and when it comes to the casting directors, what I'm, what I'm loving seeing is, 
a range in what casting directors are wanting. So like yes, some of the yeah. ones you've been talking to, like there's there's a lot, a big range. I know there are casting directors coming up who are 22, who are much younger than me, who are looking for something different than um, the agent I was working with, who's probably in their 70s now. Like, right. do you know what I mean? It's so, it's, it's, what's so cool is like, when you em when we embrace ourselves and can connect through giving, like you're saying, we're going to attract the people who are right for us. And the people who are Absolutely. not right for us, we, it's not our job to please everybody. And I think also social media gives us the opportunity to to show our authentic selves. Yeah. And I think this, you know, that they can see your essence, and that is that has become such a. Uh, you know, a talking point with casting directors, whereas, you know, actors love to say, well, I can play anything, you know, just give it to me. Mm. Well, yes and no. You know, I mean, you may be a great actor and you may be able to do a wide range of things, mm -hmm. but you have an essence that you take with you into every role. Yes. It, yeah, absolutely. And for audiobooks, like we do actually have to play everything, but the things I'm, but my voice is going to be a great storyteller and, and who I am, who my life experience is, is going to be perfect for one title versus another title that I really don't connect with. Yeah, sure. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that yeah. makes perfect sense. Meryl yeah. Streep said something about, um, the, there's always one line in every script that she reads that she gets stuck on. And she has found that that is the line that if she can, if she can find a way to say that the way it's written, that is the key into that character. Mm, beautiful. And I love that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love that so much. And like, but you were just yeah. Go I was ahead. Just gonna go say, ahead. When, when it comes to abundance, I and this again might be new for people, but the thing is, I think embracing ourselves and learning to love ourselves is where where we're going to find the magic. And Absolutely. It, and, and things, you know, the world is competitive. It, it is. But if we can become our own biggest fan, we're kind of unstoppable. Uh, like our, becoming our biggest fan and then adding strategy to it and then building relationships to it. Like that's, that's how you build a career. And I think for so long, so many of us never did the loving of ourselves. I say that mm. I'm raising my hand because mm. two years ago I started going to therapy and starting to undo stuff or heal old traumas. And I think we yeah. all have that stuff in us that I did it because I was like at a place where I was working on, on camera auditioning and I just couldn't get, I just couldn't get to a place of as much vulnerability and openness as I wanted to. And I realized there was so much there and it, and it, and it comes down to like loving all the parts of me, whether I think they're beautiful or not, like figuring it out and, and, and yeah. going there. So I think something that I am really recommending artists do today is figure out what is it you want to feel um, when you think you'll achieve whatever goal you have ahead of you. How do you, how do you think you'll feel when you achieve that? And how can you start practicing those feelings now? What are mm -hmm. the ways you can? So if you think you're going to feel really free, what's something that you can do today that helps you feel free? Is it Absolutely. like being out in the wind, being out by the water, like ways to just practice that? And or maybe it's just going to a great workshop and being yeah. able to really express yourself and feeling totally. really powerful in your craft. Yeah, I always find it amazing on the, on the topic of loving yourself, how we as, as actors always give empathy and love to our character, no matter how despicable they are, right? You, you can't approach your character from a point of thinking that they're despicable. You must love them yeah. or at least uh, want to defend them. Yeah, because, absolutely. right, not everybody loves themselves, but everybody will justify what they do, no matter what they do. Mm -hmm. So I think as an actor, it's so important to at least give yourself the grace that you would give your worst character. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, at the very least, start with that. And that's that because there is so much grace in that. Mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah. Absolutely. So, um, I completely just blanked for a second, lost my train of thought. So we were talking about ab abundance and, and how to sort of bring that in through kind of just like putting love 
out there for yourself and for others, which is, you know, makes sense. And I think also embracing, if I'm understanding everything, embracing what is going well in your life, not necessarily related to acting. It could be anything that's going well in your life. I always say to to my clients, you know, find that thing that that makes you feel powerful, Mm -hmm. right? What, What is that 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 you know you do well. Maybe you make the best damn blueberry muffins this side of the Mississippi. I don't know. But whatever it is, you know, find that thing that makes you feel... Because everybody has got something. Maybe you are amazing with your dog. Maybe you're an amazing mom. Maybe, you know, you you can draw really well. And that, that, that freedom. So start... Start yeah. every audition with drawing. And you, you know, if that's how you free yourself up. I agree. Yeah. And, I, and you might think it's not connected to your acting career, but it is. It is. Because <laughs> it's you. Everything is. The yeah. Best human you are. Yes. Exactly. And then, like, acknowledging what's going, yeah, acknowledging what's going well is just so important. I've seen, because if you don't practice that, you're going to get the goal that you've been aiming for. And you're still not going to feel <laughs> what you thought you were going to feel if you've never acknowledged what's going well. You're just going to be like ready for the next thing and never actually enjoying the moment of that project. Yeah, celebrating it. Absolutely. Yeah. But that's why I also think it's so important to have, it's important to have goals and to yeah. like set intention. But I think even more important than setting maybe long-term goals is setting long-term systems so that you're able to, you know, keep hitting those shorter term goals. Oh, I completely agree. Yeah. And, um, I've seen with, um, some of my clients has been really fun to see them shift over the years because they've had this goal for a while and it took them a, a while to shift the way they were relating to themselves and relating to their work and relating to the industry. I think at first, if you're mad at the industry and think that the industry is unfair, then it's going to feel that way. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. When I first got my Jack Russell, all of a sudden I started seeing Jack Russells everywhere. Uh-huh. You know, it's like with, you know, and now I have a Border Collie. Now I see Border Collies everywhere. What you, what you ha- bring into the world around you is what yeah. you will see in the world. Right, right. So be so careful what you bring in. That's right, but you can turn it around. So like if instead of saying like, oh, I yeah, I got a call back, but I didn't book it. If you turn that in and, and you're like mad about that, if instead you say, wow, I got a call back. They probably submitted 2,000 people for this. My first audition, I might have been one of 50 people seen for this role. I got a call back. This Absolutely. Is a big deal. I booked the room all of these people who are on the creative team, let me make note of them and just like send some love there and know that I've seen <laughs> and I booked the room. Yes, cool. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I, I was saying I, I was on a, uh, the phone earlier with a casting director who let me know that she had submitted me for something, which they ended up going with somebody in the country that they were filming in. But just that this casting director is, start, is that I'm on, and she said to me, you're on my radar now. And I was like, yes, yeah, yes, right. Right? right? I mean, that for me is a win. Okay, that's I didn't right. get that part, but she's going to call me again. I know that's she right. will. That's right. So, yeah. Yep. And that is something that we can control. I mean, we we can control the way that we're showing up for that callback. And, and, and now yes. you have a fan. You have another fan in the industry. Yeah. And, like and being ready to, you know, being ready to accept it. You need to be prepared and you need to be ready to accept what comes your way. I think so many people are not. They let fear block exactly. them. Exactly. So, right? yeah, so abundance is like celebrating all of that. You're building this muscle for abundance. Abundance is not just a magical thing. You can actually build this muscle of celebration. And also, who are you surrounding yourself with? That's another thing. Like, oh, who are you in community with? If you're in community yeah. with everyone who thinks this industry sucks, yep, you're going to get more of that. So how do you get yourself out of that? How can you be around more positive-minded people, I will say, like, come over to the global actor community, come over to your community, <laughs> where we're yes. talking about being empowered here and actually yeah. building the tools to, to make it happen. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I love that. Well, Elise, we're coming almost up on an hour here. Is there anything that we've missed? I feel like we could just keep talking forever. Oh, <laughs> 
Um, good question. I mean, I would love to stay, anybody who's watching this right now who is interested in exploring, if you're curious about audiobook narration, as I said, I'd love to gift, gift you um, my free class, which is Narrate Your Way to Abundance. I will definitely really, put that yeah, in the really show notes. Just, yeah. Perfect. So just in that class, again, you'll learn a bit more about the industry and why there is an abundance here and why your acting sets you up for this. And then three tools to get started working with publishers. And um, I just want to also say, whoever's listening, your voice is important and you have a unique perspective that no one else in the world has. And that's the truth. So when you let yourself be seen, when you choose yourself and you let us see you, we will be affected in ways you have no idea about. So I just want to encourage you to keep showing up for yourself. 90% is showing up, so show up. And um, yeah, go, go, I love with, that. go with your gut and, and do what you're inspired to do. I love that. I love it. So where can people find you, Elise? Great question. Um, <laughs> on Instagram, at the global actor would be a great place to, to check out. Um, audiobookadventure.com. And I think that I think those are the main places for now. Yeah. Okay. Okay, great. Well, I hope this was helpful to all of our listeners. I know I found it very interesting. I'm sure we were just scraping the top of a very large iceberg. Um, but I, I definitely can see the potential of it. And the potential, I don't, I don't think it matters if you're an English speaker or not. I think it's, there's potential no matter what oh, your yeah. market is. I've got clients yeah. who work in, all over the world mm -hmm. in different yeah. languages too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this has been wonderful. It's been so nice getting to know you a bit and talking to you. And um, yeah, I guess we'll sign off for now and talk soon. Sounds good. And thanks for all you're doing with this. I hope you liked that interview as much as I did. Elise was really forthcoming with a lot of uh, very interesting information. And of course, don't miss her free workshop, Narrate Your Way to Abundance. And make sure to like and subscribe to this podcast if you've managed to listen all the way to the end. Big, big, big kudos to you. Thank you very much. I cannot tell you honestly how much I appreciate your support, your kind words, um, just the fact that you listen and like. That just means the world to me. And if you would help support the ActBold podcast just a little bit more by taking a screenshot and sharing it out on Instagram, uh, maybe with a tag to Global Actors, Lisa Arsenal, and don't forget to tag me as well, Anne Alexander Cedar. And stay your bold and beautiful self. I will see you very soon on the next episode of ActBold. Bye-bye.